0: I'm Doug Friedman
1: and I am Sasha Bradsky.
0: And this is your mental breakdown. The podcast. Guest host edition extravaganza. <laughs>
1: Hello. Hello. I am I am your special guest.
0: Oh, you are.
1: Oh, <laughs> I feel You're special. Very special.
0: That's nice.
1: Oh, I'm blushing. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> you you are our second week of Not Meredith with me?
1: Yes. I am not Meredith.
0: You are not Meredith. Full disclosure, you guys. It's true. I see many fewer tattoos on you. I have three. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. I know. Yeah. the what, That one.
1: Oh, my wrist one? Yeah. So Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. Yes. I yes. love that.
0: I love that because I know it's like somebody super smart that I should know who he is and I don't.
1: <laughs> and what's really strange is I got this before Breaking Bad. So oh, really? Yes. Um, but, so it,
0: it, it's not the hat.
1: No, it's not the hat. It Has nothing to do with you know crystal math or anything like that. I got it. Probably. Not over... that there's
0: anything wrong with. Well, no. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no. um, sorry. Go ahead. You um, got it.
1: I got it probably more than ten years ago at this point, but it's you know this theory of quantum uncertainty. And I was off on a very cerebral kick, but realizing <laughs> it helps me to remember it's okay not to know things. I think a lot of us, like, you know, the unknown is really big and scary oh, and yeah. to remember to be like, it's okay right? to say, I don't know, right. It's okay. Not to know. Um, oh. I think, I don't know.
0: <laughs> and that's Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I think what you've said to me, the uncertainty principle, mm. Heisenberg, man, this makes you sound smart when you go, Heisenberg, you either sound smart or like you were on the Big Bang Theory. Or really just much.
1: like I'm a giant douche. <laughs> Can I say
0: douche? Yeah. Sure, why not? Douche, I just did twice. Yeah. 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 I think the that idea of mm. the more you know about something, the less yeah. you really know. Yeah, and totally. It's, it's funny because that's talking about tattoos. Mm-hmm. I like people's tattoos. I don't have any, yeah. I love when people do. Mostly because I love hearing what it means to them. Totally. And there was Mm -hmm. a whole Drew episode Mm -hmm. where we broke down his tattoos. I think we did like a separate little thing on that. Yeah. Right? Totally. Because somebody sees that, you're not going to mistake it for a butterfly, but it's (laughs) delta P, delta something. Yeah. Is
1: greater than or less than H over two. I I can't, I'm not an astrophysicist. I am not a- Sure, sure. Yeah. Any of these things.
0: I mean- what it really symbolizes for mm-hmm. you is it's okay not to know. Totally, which is great, yeah. and that's I, I love that. And it's mm-hmm. the people that cracks me up when they get a, a word or something mm-hmm. in a foreign language Correct. tattooed on them, like, "Oh, this is the the sign, the Japanese symbol, Chinese symbol for water or peace, balance." And, right, and somebody <laughs> might go, uh, "No, that actually means milk." You know? <laughs> like, I just
1: really like milk. Right? Yeah, who doesn't? lactose intolerant people that's
0: true i don't drink yeah milk no i don't reason, actually I think. maybe i don't know mm-hmm. yeah okay. i just know it stuffs me up and i don't okay,
1: got it yeah. don't want to
0: be stuffed up yeah, in front I'm of a mic
1: not a big milk drinker
0: yeah, yeah. sorry milk fans <laughs> man we just lost that sponsor I... <laughs> true. People
1: are just like can you bring meredith back now <laughs>
0: <laughs> well if you want to channel meredith you would just say everything you just said throw in a few f-bombs and be a little more emphatic okay and there you go
1: I can fucking do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) On that note, um, maybe we should just let you guys listen to a session with Drew and we will come right back on in a little bit. Is there anything you guys need to know about this one that you don't already know? I mean, if you're here, you're on the Patreon, you've been listening. We appreciate you. Mm -hmm. I think the only little piece is, I think we talked about it last week too. He's been doing some work with somebody and not getting paid i think he sent like three invoices and we were talking i think just last week about standing up for it for his boundaries which we get into a lot this week and uh if we reference kind of doing something with work and that it's doing some freelance work for this guy that he thinks he's partnering with but the dude is not paying him which is rough (laughs) we will be right back in a little bit
2: Good to go. Excellent. Yeah, you got a haircut. You're looking good.
0: Thanks. You sound surprised. I'm always looking good. What are you talking about?
2: Cle- cleaning it up nice. <laughs> Shit. Right? I know. You got <laughs> to have a real
0: shirt on now,
2: right? Out of the woods and a whole new man. Look at that. That's right. I, That's love, right. It. I love it. That's right.
0: I love Oh, man. Yeah. Got to get back there.
2: <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm going the opposite direction. I'm just letting it go. Really? See what happens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's That's been a theme for you lately. That's a, a tough one, I think, letting a lot of stuff go.
2: Yeah, I think it's new. I think it's definitely new, but I think it's good.
0: How did it go, or is it still going, stuff with coworker?
2: I would say to answer that, it's still going, mm-hmm. but it's cut off. I know where mm. I stand. I know what I want. I got paid right. on Friday. He only paid me for one. Okay. It's okay. But again, going back to the principle of like, why am I there? Who am I working for? Why am I doing it? Right. I don't want to do it anymore. And I don't really want to work for him. So I'm doing kind of what my job description is and sure. And doing that to my best ability, but not, like, I'm definitely not going like over, over that over line above. anymore and helping them. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. How is that for you? Cause that, that's not your usual. Your usual is I go, I do go over and above and I Excel and I what's different for you.
2: I think right now it's because I have more on my plate that I can go above and beyond in. Mm. So I'm not quite hung up on this one. It's more so I have so much on the horizon that I'm like, okay, well, this one's not working. So what are we doing here? Or what are we doing there? And and so it's kind of like redirecting my focus in a different way.
0: I mean, you're, you're picking and choosing where you're putting your energy. Yeah. Your energy is a commodity that you can control. So you saying, yeah, I can go over and above for other things on the horizon that will serve me, that will be received well, where I'll be compensated. I don't have to do it here.
2: Right. Yeah, and I think that's kind of taking place in a lot of places in my life. So I was talking to my dad the other day, and same with my mom. They're kind of marrying the same kind of conversation where it's uh, they want to come down, they want to just have dinner and hang out and do mm-hmm. a night. I really do appreciate that. For right now, I have so much going on that maybe we do a birthday dinner, but not next week, to right. where I can have time and not feel like I'm going to a dinner for you guys. I want it to be my birthday, and I want to enjoy that, and I don't want to have to feel like I'm making them feel good by coming down here and seeing me. I want it to be because I want to see them. Yeah. It was a nice just kind of like transition of like, yes, I do want you to come, but it's just not going to work for my birthday.
0: The, the old version of you would have been like, And now one more thing that that I got to go above and beyond for. That was a tough run for you last year.
2: And I actually remember kind of being more so alone on my birthday last year and feeling more lonely than anything. Right. And kind of having that feeling of, well, why didn't people hit me up today? And and kind of being distraught over that. I think I was in a bad headspace last year and I was looking for that. I'm not looking for it and I'm not not looking for it this year, I think. And I think that's why it's a lot easier. And I think the stress levels of having to be everywhere at one point is just kind of not there right now. And I think that's helping me kind of like dictate my relationship with girlfriend right now too.
0: Mm, how so?
2: I think I'm allowing myself to be who I want to be in this from a lot of mm. different angles. And not to say I'm not listening to like my friends and family on their opinion because it matters to me, but, sure. and And I'm still making the choice for myself. Hmm. She went out to dinner with the dude she uh, cheated on me with like this whole time. She went out to dinner with them the other night and then came home drunk and all this shit. And her mom and sister's boyfriend calling me. What do we do? What do we take her? Her dad wouldn't let her come there. Mom wouldn't let her come there. Got kicked out of her house. Homeless at this point. Uh, No money, no food, no car nothing right and so like me I want to jump in and really like take care of that situation yeah I actually almost did you need a roof over your head like come here and then I called her back probably an hour after that and I was like listen like I'm trying to be there for you and I'm trying to like help you and I just don't know really how to navigate this Mm. because I don't think it's healthy for either of us for you to come here I still want to give her the time of day to like not ignore her Mm -hmm. but I'm not having full conversations with her anymore Kind of drawing that line in the sand, which I think is really hard for me. Because I do care and I still, I think I'm realizing that I wanted somebody in my life, mm-hmm. not her in my life. Right. And I think that kind of perspective change is obviously changed how I feel about her in the relationship, but I think it's also changing my ma- mindset of where I am right now. Cause I'm okay. Like I'm okay right now, but I'm not excelling and I'm not bad. You know, I'm not either one right now. I don't want to rush into anything. Obviously, like obviously. but <laughs> right. I think being aware of like who I am as a person and me, I'm trying to navigate what a relationship looks like, to not date somebody or be physical or anything like that, but to have somebody in my life that's not a relationship, because I don't think I've ever kind of ventured what that kind of relationship is, because I think a lot of girls for me are either girlfriends or not. and I think it's kind of difficult for me to have a friend that's just a girl. Or a girl that's just a friend, I should say.
0: Yeah, it is different because you're used to that all or nothing type. Like, I want to I want to be all in. And you, you even said that going back to old girlfriend. I, I want to be all in. Right. right. And I want somebody that's all in with me so we can be all in on this. And what all in meant, it was you giving of yourself and giving things to whatever the things were, whether it was you know, you were quick to put on the Cape and go and and save and rescue and give. And what you're realizing, God's throwing me back to close to a year ago now. It might've been a year ago when friend nephew passed away and he hit you up. He you know, was like, yeah, I need something to wear. Right. And you scrambled for half a second, but you yeah. didn't scramble every second. It wasn't like calling everybody all over town, like you were just there for him. And you realize like part of being a friend and how you could be there was just to be there. And essentially what you're saying is I want to be here for you without giving you something. I can Mm -hmm. just be here. And that's a new experience for you. But it's, it's something you did last year with, with one of your best friends and something you're doing right now. What do you think of that?
2: I think it is new for me. And I think that's why I don't quite understand it right now. Because I think I still fall into that mindset with girlfriend. And, and I think this is a weird relationship to talk about this with. For me right now, I feel like it is hard to just be there for her because it's not what she wants.
0: I'm going to say this is the perfect relationship for you to start looking at this stuff. Because the constant here is you. The constant will always be you. Right. You, know, you will be evolving. It's not like you're going to be stagnant and not changing and not growing, you will be. That idea of, I don't have to put on the cape and rescue her. It's that idea of, oh, right, how do I want to be here? I mean, you've been walking through your own boundaries more and more and setting them more and more and being good with that and doing it in different avenues of your life, doing it with your relationships, doing it at work.
2: Yeah, and I think, friend. That's a great relationship for me to be able to talk about boundaries as far as like contextually, like this makes sense for me. It is a relationship where I can show up as myself and not have to bring anything to the table wholeheartedly, genuinely.
0: And you're right. It is a good relationship to look at this with. I'll push back and just say any relationship is good because we're talking about you, but that's one where you can see it and feel it. And mm-hmm. the desire to do well and to do right by him is very much there. And you're realizing, oh, right. It's not about the things that I give him, the things that I do. It's about being here with him. It's about connecting and and doing this. And great. It's strengthening who and how you are more and more. You're no longer the guy that's going to go rent you a new apartment. So you have somewhere to live with your kid. And now you're on the hook for it.
2: Right. And I thought about it, like I thought about it, but I was like, nah, no, nah. <laughs> like how, who is this helping? it's not going to help anyone in the long run.
0: Right. I don't know if you know the expression, give a man a fish, he eats for a day, teach him how to fish, he eats for the rest of his life. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. One of my favorites.
0: Right. But there's something also to be said for the dude that keeps giving fish out. You're enabling people. Yep. And you also don't have to be the teacher constantly teaching people to fish. Right. They'll probably get pissed at you. I don't need to learn how to fish. I need to eat tonight.
2: Yeah. Right? And it, well, And I think I'm so focused on being the teacher in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of it comes from just past experience of like finding similar situations mm. constantly. I think my heart's in the right place when I try and have conversation. And I think it comes across as teaching or preaching or even judgment in some of the conversations. Mm. And I think I've looked at that over the last couple of weeks and, and try to look at it for what it is, not what I want it to be. And I think I realized that like my heart's in the right place. Mm-hmm. I just tend to not listen enough in these conversations.
0: Yeah. I want to go back for a second. You mentioned the word judgment. Tell me about that. Where do you, where do you feel? Where do you notice the judgment?
2: The quickest example of that is, is what girlfriend going through right now. And I mean, she fully fucking cheated on me. Like, there, like that is the worst thing you could do to me. Yeah, I mean, you quit, like, you know, like you, there is no bullshit about that. It's fucking horrible. And so, I think my instant reaction, and granted, I was emotional in that, so uh-huh. for sure, like, I, I'm giving myself kind of a break on that one. But even in the conversation that I've had with her, it's not like I'm telling her that's not who you are. It's more judgmental than that. But it's almost to the degree of like. Wanting to see potential in people and trying to convince them of that potential almost without being able to uplift and and be in an encouraging type of manner.
0: Seeing their potential, seeing how they could be, two things. One, I'm not seeing how they are and they're showing me. And the other is because I don't want to say I was wrong.
2: I love being wrong when it makes sense. Like, when I'm learning mm. and, and growing, I love being wrong. Sure. But I hate being wrong when it's stuff like this. Thought I knew who she was through what she was speaking to me and the words and all of that. And then I think the actions showed me a completely different world. And that's what is freaking me out now. Me talk about smoking mirrors all the time. Just because it's been a pattern in my life so far, I don't want to make it a pattern in my life forever. And so now I'm trying to figure out, okay, right. well if I'm the constant here and these are the conversations I'm having and I'm not trying to blame myself, I, again, like I know this isn't my fault, but I'm still here and I'm still part of it. And so like, if I can do anything better for myself in the next one, I think that's going to be better off for me in the long run. And so I think what I'm trying to say in all of that is I want to do a better job of being able to like really show up as me in a non-convincing, teaching, judgmental, any of those type of words. I just want to show up. I think I'm seeing how to do it with people like friend in the sense of like, oh, you're not asking for anything. I can just kind of be here and that's all you want. Okay, cool. And then I have situations with girlfriend where it's like, oh, I can't buy you a house and I can't buy you a car. And I can't, you know, and I'm going down these lists of like things I can't do. And it's kind of like a weird Darth Vader Yoda again. And so now it's like, okay, like I'm looking at it for what it is and I'm trying to chalk it up to she's in a bad spot to ask for certain things. And I'm trying to compartmentalize them in myself of putting it where it needs to go. I'm almost trying to split up who she is a person and compartmentalize it into knowing that she's a good heart and then I want to be there for that and not jump ship and bail and everything we've been talking about but also having boundaries to the real her of like, okay, yeah, yeah, like
0: yeah you
2: are fucking up and like, this is who you are. And like, okay, right. like, okay, this is who you are, but I'm still here.
0: Yeah. And, and this is something where I love that you, you said it's, it's Vader and Yoda. Cause it is. And Vader doesn't go away. We just bring in Yoda and both are there. It's wanting things to be black or white so we can choose one or the other. And it's not, it's often black and white. That's where we've said it's, it's plaid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Right. Because I, I seeing girlfriend for who she is as a good person and wonderful and a great partner in some respects, wonderful and not, or, and she did do me dirty, the dirtiest it's both and recognizing that, that, that duality, having that exist and seeing that Okay, that's what's there. And then we can kind of choose, okay, well, can I stick around for this? Or do I want to, or maybe I have a boundary and, and sometimes we can compartmentalize, but I don't know that we want to just look at the good compartment and not the bad compartment. We have to see that both compartments are there. Something you said way early on, like when you guys were first starting to, to go out, is you said, she's allowing me to be myself. I think you came around to, right. oh, right. I'm allowing myself to do that in this relationship. Flip that. Can you allow others to be themselves and then look at it for the good, the bad, for the compartments, and then choose whether or not you want to be there for it?
2: I think that's the struggle I'm having going back to the no good people in LA. I Mm. think it's just a mindset. Right. But I think for right now, I know where I'm at. I'm trying to get out of it, but my mindset, my mentality right now is that, okay, so like me, I I usually wait till phase two to let the real me kind of like come out and be and and start getting there. And I think my frustration right now is meeting a lot of phase one people and already not having trust. And so I'm like, well, okay, like this is who you are now, but who are you going to be in six months? And so I think- I'm not necessarily, and that's what I said, you know, I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not looking for any, like anything. I'm just trying to like kind of navigate that new, not trusting people, but still trying to trust them experience right? and kind of trying to take that for a test drive.
0: If you don't control things, which we can't do anyway, if you don't try to, if you don't try to control it, then they, people will reveal themselves to you and you'll see it. It's twofold for you. It's allowing yourself to be who you are. If I want to go to church, I'll go to church. If I want to smoke weed, I'll smoke weed. If I don't want to drink, I won't drink. Cool. I know me. Knowing yourself. Likewise, allowing them to be who they are so you can really take note, as opposed to, wow, seems seems you're drinking an awful lot. It's, it's just seeing, observing, like, oh, she's drinking a lot.
2: Yeah, and, and that's okay. I, going back to my conversation last night with my dad, right? I think we touched on it when I went to Arizona. And when I first showed up and I saw them drinking, it instantly triggered me. And I was like, oh, shit, we're back here. Whereas last night, my dad was like, yeah, like, I got home around for me. And Mom, been having some cocktails. We're watching the Oprah and Prince Harry shit. Right. And so, like, for me, what I'm understanding is, like, I'm a lot better when people just tell me what's going on. Like, that didn't hurt me. It didn't trigger me. That was like, oh, yeah, have fun. Like, hope you have Fun watching that shit. You know, it was right. genuine. I think the judgmental part that I'm, I'm talking about now is a trust thing because it's not, right. like, I know it's not who people are, what they're doing, that kind of shit. Unless it's bad, like, morally, not what I agree with, different story. Right. But, you know, like, girlfriend, just to kind of give a little bit more insight to what that is because I don't know if I, ever, if I ever told you. But she worked at, like, a strip club. She was a go-go girl. She lived that life. And I knew that And I was okay with it because she told me. She'd been married twice. She's a kid. Like, stuff that normally some people might not agree with. I was like, oh, thanks for telling me. I don't really give a shit. Right. Like, I I guess, like, a month or two before she was cheating on me, I kind of felt something. And I was like, listen, like, if you need to go be with somebody else and you need to go figure your shit out, like, just tell me and go do it. I'm really okay at that point. It's when you're sneaking and doing all this shit to where we have problem like that's where I don't like. Cause if you can sneak once, you can sneak twice. If you're going to come and talk to me about it, you're going to come talking about it again. And so I'm very accepting as far as like the quote unquote good and bad people. (laughs) I just think it's, it's the trust thing that I'm having such a big issue with in my life.
0: Yeah. There's, there's something telling to me about this, which was you going through her phone. Mm -hmm. That was your instinct, your gut and your observations I don't trust her. You have a history of snooping when you feel like the trust is betrayed. But right. I think what we can do is recognize that the experience for you and the feeling is distrust. Let me look at this. Let me address this. Then we can talk about it. We can process it. We can have a conversation with the other person about it. And that might be revealing. Cause the, the idea of snooping on someone's phone and catching somebody or this or that, like that's already an indicator that the trust isn't there. It's looking at that and trusting that trusting yourself and trusting your gut and your vulnerability to be able to say, Hey, here's what's going on. And people will reveal themselves. You'll see their true colors, their real flags, whether they're red flags or yellow caution flag, whatever it might be, you'll, you'll see it trust isn't necessarily agreeing with all of the choices that people make. It's knowing them.
2: Well, and I think, I think that's my biggest problem though. How so? Cause when I don't know, that's when I freak out.
0: Right. With coworker too. When I didn't know whether or not I was going to get paid, I couldn't trust that I was going to get paid. Mm-hmm. There's no trust. He's a good guy and I'd like to, but I don't have any evidence. If he just said, hey, I'm really trying to get you paid and here's what's going on, here's what it looks like, and people have transparency and they show you, cool, there's, there's trust. It might not always happen and I might not always agree with it, but at least I know what's going on. Even in, in intimate relationships, if someone says, hey, I'm not fully satisfied with how we are right now and, and I'm finding other people exciting and it kind of scares me and I'm, I don't know what that is. Okay, we can talk about that. But if they just go out and fuck somebody, well, right. so it's the, it's the knowing. And without the knowing, our minds will jump to conclusions. We haven't been as physically intimate, so they must not be into me. They must be cheating on me. They must be this. They must be that. We don't know. And I think one of the things that we're both learning that you value is when there is transparency, vulnerability, and honesty in a relationship. You don't have to agree with everything. One of the things you first liked about the relationship was I can go do this. And she's cool with that. I'm like, yeah, cool. Go ahead. And she can go do that. And I was like, yeah, go do that. I'm like, oh, cool.
2: Everything that I wanted was those first three months. Like it was fucking sick. Right. And then I saw like a flip. And I think that's what I'm trying to say within like the whole meeting new people and the trust thing and, and all of that too. It's like, hmm. well, well, how? And I, I know time. I get that no but between here and there i'm trying to figure out what do i do cuz it's like i know i want some a body just to kick it with and not to go have sex with or to go and spend all my money on or sure. anything like that but you know just genuine conversation is nice throughout the day
0: well yeah yeah and, and what you're talking about is formulating a friendship that's based right. on common interests or conversation not on Physical, Right. And that's partly what you just said. Like, look, I, I'm, I, I want a, a body, but not a body to just have sex with. I want a body to share things with, to talk with. You're actually talking about having a, a connection with somebody, not just jumping in headstrong and forming a huge attachment and a dependence on somebody. It's right. just having some connection.
2: Yeah. And I can only tell my mom so much shit, you know, and it's always so much fun to tell her so much shit. Same with my dad, you know what I mean? And it's fun to experience that with mm-hmm. them. It really is. Like, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade that for anything, but I think the, the lack of, of having a girlfriend here and being able to grow and build this and share it with her on a, a day-to-day level, I think that's something I'm lacking right now in a loneliness standpoint of just genuinely being able to be excited about what I'm doing and share it with somebody. Right. And again, I'm not saying that like, oh my God, I need to go search for that right now and go find it and I'm not going to be okay until I do. But it's just something I'm aware of, of like, okay, as a person, right? I like sharing stuff intimately that I'm doing. And so I'm trying to navigate now how to do it. I feel like I'm lacking uh, a connection in that way too.
0: Yeah, you are. That's true. And, and we're yeah. highlighting that. And the story here, it's, here's the kind of connection I, I realize I'm lacking. I don't need it to feel whole, but I would like it to enhance my experience of life. Right. That kind of intimate relationship where we do share this energy and excitement and it doesn't have to be the same thing. Right. You can go out with somebody that is a go-go dancer doing whatever. I mean, hell, you can go out with a a freaking accountant. Right. And they can be like, yeah, it's tax season right now. It's crazy. I'm getting all these calls and it's so cool. And I, what... Cool, and and what are you into? Oh, you're doing that. How's that going? Just to be able to share that, and look at you smiling yeah. as I talk that way.
2: Well, so so last week Thursday, I got a facial from my this old girl, old friend. She's an esthetician too, and I was like, girlfriend, give me facials. I need to get a facial. Hit it up, all that, right? Right. Came through good. I'm like, yeah, Yo, you want me to eat dinner on Saturday? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. And so it wasn't nothing crazy, you know what I mean? We went and got sushi and kind of kicked it for a couple hours. Right, And I almost didn't want to bring that up because of the fact that I know I'm not trying to jump into anything and I'm not trying to go jump into a relationship, but it was also a nice experience just to kind of go and talk and kick it. She's a cool girl. I like kicking it with her. It was fun, but it wasn't, like, I didn't feel that, like, more feeling, Mm -hmm. which I usually do when I get to the point of, like, wanting to go out to dinner with somebody. So it was kind of like a weird new experience, too, to, like, not... Have that feeling and still want to be at dinner and just kind of kick it.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. You know, I have a colleague who says when you feel that initial pull in a relationship, to the beginning of a relationship, like dating somebody, when you feel that pull, go run the other way.
2: Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> right. When when you don't initially feel it, but you're not being repelled, like you hold two magnets together, and if they have, if it's the right way, they yeah. just you know connect. If it's the wrong way, you can't quite put them together, right. right? So if you're not having either one of those experiences, like it's not like oh something is repelling us or something is really keeping us close, you're just like, yeah, you want to grab dinner? Cool. That might be how friendship starts, right? And that can evolve into it could evolve into a relationship. It could also evolve into a friendship,
2: which is right. great either way. And it could not exactly. All three are great,
0: right? Exactly. And it's not, it's not forcing it one way or the other. There's, there's a lot of in between there. And maybe I just want to have dinner with somebody and and we could be friends, like what you said, or not just allowing you to be you and allowing them to be them.
2: Yeah. That's a good spot to be. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: you can do it objectively. You can also have judgment. You're allowed to. Mm. Yeah. Part of how you make decisions for what you're good with and what you're not and finding your boundaries is judging things. Somebody that cheats on me, well, I judge that. That's one piece of them. It's not the totality of them, but yeah, sorry, you're you're not going to be my girlfriend anymore. Right. In fact, I might not want you to be my friend anymore. I'll be friendly, but somebody who does that to me, yeah, not going to be my friend.
2: Yeah. Yeah, fuck
0: that. It doesn't mean there aren't wonderful things about her. There might be. And people can make a mistake and come back and rehabilitate or, or make up for it. Sure.
2: But she's not
0: exactly. And regardless of it, if, if that's a hard line, if that's a red flag, okay, there it
2: is. Yeah. Well, I mean that her going out to dinner with this dude the other night was the biggest red flag I've ever think I've seen in my entire life, like ever. So I was like, okay, like, okay. I'm not even hurt anymore. Like, I'm just like, okay, now I'm done.
0: Yeah, and it, it's something that we don't need her to see it as red. That's you, when <laughs> we talked about, yeah. I think I mentioned the, the blue flags. Like, okay, yeah. that might be, she might be like, what are you talking about? i just had dinner with him. Like, right. okay, you don't see that it's a problem. That's okay. It's a problem for me, and I need to not be a part of this relationship anymore. Right. You are who you are.
2: I'm trying, man. I, uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. We're getting
0: there. You're doing. You're doing. And we're back.
1: Hey. <laughs> Long time no see.
0: Right? Well, we were staring at each other the whole time. I know. While listening to Drew and me. Not really. <laughs> they know. You yeah. guys you guys out there know that we don't actually listen to the full session while you're listening to it, right?
1: They do now. <laughs>
0: Like, but movie magic, podcast magic.
1: Newsflash. You didn't
0: just listen to the episode. I just stepped out of the room Mm -hmm. from Sasha. I Mm. went and had the session with Drew and I just walked (laughs) back in. It's all happened in real time. You are right here with us.
1: Oh man. Beckett is still asleep. Yeah. He
0: hasn't moved.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But in this episode, it's really cool having listened to what you guys have done recently. Because Mm. firstly... He's stepping into like letting go of these old ideas.
0: Yeah. Like that's something
1: that's really striking in listening to a couple of the recent episodes. Mm. And you hit on it with him, like this idea of like, you know, not strapping on the cape. Right. And learning this idea of choice and how he wants to be and strengthening who he is. And it's really cool how that is slowly being scaffolded and built.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice reference to the scaffolding. One of the earlier references, you know, right? Yeah, (laughs) you're totally right. And you, I think something that, I mean, you and I have talked about Mm -hmm. this, Meredith picks up on Mm this, is he'll throw back some of the analogies and and stuff that we've used, Mm -hmm. but he's made it his own and he's seeing examples that way. And this was one where he was totally jumping through different, different references, but mm. different relationships, the work yeah. relationship, the the girlfriend relationship, the parents relationship. Totally. Yeah. Very cool to see him with the theme of you and I were talking about mm. this boundaries and mm-hmm. trust. Totally. Like, all there. Yep.
1: Yeah. I love, cause you've said this to him before, I think, correct mm. me if I'm wrong, but like this idea of like, The only two things that are yours Mm. to protect are your energy and your time.
0: Right, exactly.
1: And boundaries, I don't know. It's something I talk to clients a lot about. It's like we think about boundaries as like constructing this moat and, you know, like (laughs) the spiky gated fence outside of ourselves. But really, it's just to help us feel safe. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be this guarded. It can really be this loving
0: Right. It's yeah. it's just a layer of protection for ourselves. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be like batting down the hatches and, you know, put the spikes on the doors and all that stuff. It's, I mean, we say protection, we say safety, and some mm-hmm. people think those are strong words. Mm-hmm. It's just looking out for yourself a little bit. It's, totally. it's finding the middle way. And that's even him saying like, he <laughs> talked about the girl that he went out with. Mm. He's like, yeah, I just, just wanted to like see a girl, just have dinner with somebody. And it, it wasn't like, It was interesting hearing him talk about it in the context of, I didn't need Mm. to be all or nothing with her. I didn't need to like, I want to have sex with her, have a relationship with (laughs) Mm -hmm. her or want to have nothing to do with her, which is what he's navigating with his girlfriend. Totally. Like, okay, we're on a separation. We're on a break. Do we break up? Do I have nothing to do with her? I don't Mm -hmm. know. So he's learning that middle way thing.
1: Totally. And I love how you bring it back to like the black, the white, the plaid. It's how can it be all and nothing? Like, it doesn't need to be one way or another. And what I really appreciated was this idea of, like, seeing their potential. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Versus seeing how they are. Right. And then you bringing it all back to, like, how can it be seeing their potential and seeing how they are?
0: and Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really cool to have some frames of reference with Mm -hmm. him. So Mm -hmm. saying, like, hey, remember how we were talking about that you liked, she was allowing you to be yourself Mm -hmm. in the relationship. Mm -hmm. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he knew it was like, oh, right, I I did that. Right, okay, but can you flip that and allow her to be herself so then you could see her? And that's the and the whole potential thing was like he wants to see the best in people. He wants totally. to see their potential. And who doesn't? Totally. Any relationship that you're in, be like, oh, check, check. They're this, they're this, they're this. oh, they're yeah. just mm, but this thing. Yeah. They need to work on that. Okay, I'm gonna help them with that. Yeah. Instead of realize that they don't have that. Correct. Right?
1: Yeah. And he keeps going to this place of like, oh, but I'm judging. And right. I don't necessarily something I talk to clients about a lot is like. It's not about judging. It's about noticing. And like mm. you put it as like observing. You're observing right. that right. like, oh, wow, this person, they have all these good attributes. Right. right. And there's this one thing that could be a problem for me. Right. And in this process of, I think about it as like collecting data, mm. which, you know. you're.
0: <laughs> it's a very Sarah term right there. It, Totally. Sorry. <laughs> I was
1: about to like reference that and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> put a pin in that, but like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> there she goes again,
1: man. It's just like, I, I don't know. I like have things that like get stuck in my brain. Right. Um, but it's collecting information. It's more data and like encouraging him. And I'm going to go one step further as a, as a therapist, oh, yeah. empowering him to collect the data and right. make a decision about whether or not those different data points work
0: for him. Yeah. And what, yeah. what might have worked before might not work now. Totally. And it's, it's, that's a lot of what we do with clients is help them mm-hmm. grow in that way. Mm-hmm. So they don't fall into that stagnant pool of this has worked before, it's going to mm-hmm. work now. Totally. And then they there's such discomfort when mm-hmm. what did work doesn't and you don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, him seeing that in others is really cool because it's for us as the therapist, mm-hmm. we know that's a way to see it in yourself, mm-hmm. but you're just seeing it around you, which is great. I, I, and you're right. That thing about the potential, I loved that he was seeing that like, Oh, I, I want to see the potential in people, but I come across as like teaching or preaching or totally. judging.
1: yeah. Like,
0: yeah. And, and this was something I can't remember if I said it in the session, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, y- you can judge her. Yeah. You're judging her based on your morals and values. Totally. And you can judge that and go, oh, right. She did do me dirty. Mm -hmm. You know, I even said, yeah, she did you the dirtiest. You can judge that. Mm -hmm. And I love that he's doing this. I'm also testing it where he's like, yeah, but I don't want to just throw up the wall with the spikes and go, nope, she's out of my life. Nothing to do with her. Bye. Yeah. Right.
1: And where you guys take it at the end where it's like, if that's not a problem for you, that's okay. Right. Like that's non judgmental.
0: Right. Right.
1: But it's a problem for me. <laughs> and right. that as being his yeah. hard line is he's really, and it's, it's crazy to hear. And I'm not even sure if he realizes this, like he's really figuring out where he be- ends and other people begin.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: Right. Which is like been such a theme all, all along.
0: Yeah. And what's incredible as you say that is mm-hmm. like you think of a child that is starting to discover and a baby that's starting Mm -hmm. to discover where Mm -hmm. they are Mm -hmm. and where their mom isn't anymore. They're not attached. Mm -hmm. And here we are talking about Drew in this way. And one of the big things he had to deal with was attachment with mom.
1: Totally. And if you think about it, it's such a core issue for him that he hits on again and again, and this is trust. Yeah. And like, when I was listening to it, it made me be like, Oh, isn't that first Erickson stage trust versus mistrust? And right? like, I went total, total therapist on it for like a good, I don't know, 35 seconds. And then I got bored
0: <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, but those were, those were such chunky 35 seconds. And no, it, was,
1: it was amazing. And then I was like, Ooh, I'm thirsty.
0: Right. <laughs> well, and that, that's the thing. And therapists and people that have been in therapy, mm-hmm. like get that so readily, so easily. Yeah. But what we're talking about is when there's a a stage of of development or Mm -hmm. a life stage that you don't go through well and you don't get to experience well Mm -hmm. or effectively. Mm -hmm. Then there's something maladaptive. There's something, I mean, I don't like the term abnormal, but there's something that just doesn't happen and you don't get to distinguish in that way Mm -hmm. and you don't get to allow your brain to formulate that way. So you have some maladaptive behaviors and ways Mm -hmm. of thinking and some distortions in your thought which for him manifests with what we call snooping. You know, Mm -hmm. I even like talked about Mm -hmm. that. Like, right, that's you're snooping on the phone. You know, it's triggered that. You don't have a good frame of reference for allowing somebody to say whatever they want to say, to be however they want to be. And Mm it doesn't mean that it's destroyed all of your trust. Yeah. I mean, cheating on you, that might be the boundary. Yeah. Like that could destroy all of your trust. Right. And it was really interesting that he said too, like, look, I knew who she was. I, when I met her, she was, she was a go-go dancer. Totally. She's done this, she's done yeah. that. Like, I'm cool with that. I, I knew what I was getting into. Okay. Can we acknowledge that this is part of what you're getting into also? Totally. Right. Yeah.
1: And it's this idea of, I love how he hit, if I know this stuff, then, yeah, then it's okay for right. me to accept. It's about knowing right and not being blindsided it's going back to the smoke and mirrors if you think about it right right like totally. and it's i think about it like trust isn't agreeing with someone's choices but it's at least knowing what's on the table
0: who said that
1: i don't know could it have been beckett <laughs> some, some
0: hack some hack okay yeah well no but it, it's very true and, and you're hitting that that piece mm-hmm. where it's okay you know we were talking about judgment too it's okay to judge mm-hmm. and he was saying i don't judge their actions Mm. as much as I judge trust, like whether or not I can trust them, I know them. And what I can hear in how he's talking about it, Mm. I didn't do it in this session. I didn't bring that out so much, Mm -hmm. but I definitely put a pin in it Mm -hmm. and noticed this, that he's talking about being prepared for potentially bad things being, like you said, Mm -hmm. blindsided by things. Totally. And he's calling it trust and he's Mm -hmm. thinking about it in terms of like environmentally. externally. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to hit it internally with him. Awesome. I'll highlight it later. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the time right now. I think we were towards the end of the session. Mm -hmm. It is something that he already has applied and said back to me. Mm -hmm. And you guys know this by listening to him. He's said things are like more green beret. Yes. Right. And if you remember, it's the green Mm -hmm. beret is prepared by virtue of who the green beret is.
1: That internal sense of like, I got this.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Like even Cause it's this idea that as long as I'm okay, everything is okay. Right. And if I can go into a situation being like, yeah, this might be scary, but like. I'm okay. Yeah. I got my beret on.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. And I look good. I got a raspberry beret. I've got a raspberry beret. That's right.
1: I love that. You just went there. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And this idea of like that internal sense of safety. But I love Green Beret as the.
0: You know. Yeah, that's what he knows. Totally. And he, and now that I heard him say that in this way,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I know I'm going to hit. The, well, I partly know I'm going to hit this because I'm like five months ahead of totally, you. Totally.
1: Because you've already hit it. And like, <laughs> right.
0: you know, you're having your whole like back to the future moment right now. Uh, right. I'm totally Marty McFly cheating here. Yeah. But it, it, it's something where he's using reference points for him but he's bringing up these core huge issues Mm -hmm. that he's worked on in ways that he doesn't even realize he's worked on so when we bring it back and go right so this thing about trust let's look at what that means Mm -hmm. internally Mm -hmm. not just snooping on a phone like what does it mean to not pick up that phone not snoop not do that totally and can you be okay yeah right
1: and this idea of he wasn't snooping to find something out. Like he already felt distrust. Right. And right. it struck me how trust seems to be one of the most important things for him. Yeah. And, you know, I can go out on a limb and go, you know, probably for most people, like trust is <laughs> pretty important. Sure. But it's also it seems to be the hardest thing for him to navigate.
0: I still have a theory about that mm. and he's shown progress sort mm-hmm. of in the mm-hmm. same way we're talking about being more green beret being more internal. Yeah, totally. That as some would say, that ego strength mm-hmm. that we develop, it's that unknowing, Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I yeah. don't know what's going to happen with my mom. I don't know what's going to happen with me. Mm-hmm. And he can, he can kind of take that like, yeah, I've seen friends die. It happens. Yeah, totally. Life goes on. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's okay. I don't like it. And it's okay. Yeah. All right. So then what's up with the unknown?
1: Because yeah. there are
0: times when he said to me, like, it's exciting now. To- like, okay. Yeah. You know, or no, I, I don't mind it now. And it's uncomfortable. It's totally. no longer a but. He gets it.
1: Yes. Right? And what I think about a lot is like that. I don't know what's going to happen, which is kind of the fuel for all anxiety. Sure. Is also like, yep. if you're watching like the end of a really great cliffhanger movie, and you're like, oh my God, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. It's excitement. Absolutely. And it's activation either way, but it's like whether we're framing it as like a, ooh, right. it could be anything, or is it like, oh my God.
0: I'm not going to be okay. What's I'm not going to be okay. It, it,
1: it could be anything. Right. There could be right. Godzilla monsters. <laughs> and uh...
0: <laughs> I remember watching uh, the series Lost.
1: Oh my God. I was... Before, when I made my Marty, uh, my Back to the Future reference, I was going in my head, we have to go back, Kate.
0: So <laughs> right. please
1: go with Lost because those was already there. Right? Yeah.
0: And that, it, for me, what was thrilling about Lost mm-hmm. is I got into it late. So I had, back in the days of DVDs, okay. it was good blockbuster, rent the next set of DVDs <sighs> and we could watch a whole season. Yeah. Right? Because at the end of it, like it gave that big yeah, clunk, like, oh. Like, <gasps> What? Mm-hmm. Uh, huh? What do you mean? Yeah. There's a polar bear? You know? What do you, what do you mean? The smoke <laughs> monster just got somebody? Like that doesn't make any sense in this jungle yeah. that everybody's stranded in. Totally. Right. Yeah. And it's that idea of it was exciting, but it was also unnerving. Mm-hmm. I th- I think I don't remember too well that I didn't have great dreams after watching Lost at Night. Yes. Especially if we didn't have the next DVD.
1: <laughs> right? See, and what's interesting about that is. I watched it as it went, like, which was such, Oof. it was, yeah, and it was such a, whew, my central nervous system right now just is going like, woo.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I remember I was living in DC at the time watching the uh, the Red Sox in the World Series. Okay.
1: Was this the World Series? It was
0: the World Series. Oh, for man, those I was of in you Boston that don't know, for that. Yeah. <laughs> you should know. This is when Boston, well you could say broke the curse, whatever. I don't know if you believe in that. But I, I was watching a whatever the game was. I mean, it was a World Series game, mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember if it was a pivotal moment. Okay. But my girlfriend at the time came out and she's like, oh, you're watching baseball again? It's the same people." Like, yeah. Um, and I was trying to explain to her the the situation a little bit, and I was like, well, okay. So, and this is this is back. This is '04. Right? Yeah, and I was just setting up, like, okay, so here's the runners on base. Here's this. Here's what the pitcher's thinking. Here's why the pitcher doesn't just throw it, because if he throws this, the the runner is going to do that, mm-hmm. and the hitter can do this. Mm-hmm. And you know, and all I was building the tension. I didn't even get into like the the curse of the yeah. 86 years <laughs> it's been. You know, totally. what that was. Yeah, and she actually stepped out of the room. Was like. Oh my god! I can't watch this. (laughs) Why? And it wasn't like she's disgusted by my my sports watching. Right? It was like it's too stressful now. Yeah. Right.
1: And yeah, and I lived in Boston when that (laughs) was going on. Oh, nice. Just the the tension in the city was palpable. Oh yeah. It was, and then when everything when the curse was broken, right. That is a evening I will never remember. Oh, man. Yeah.
0: Never remember and never forget.
1: Oh, never forget. Thank right. you. Never sure. remember.
0: <laughs> I've wiped it from my memory. Yes. No. Freudian it slip is, right there. Oh, there yeah. you go. Who? Yeah. I uh, Never heard of him. It's funny because that was 20 years ago, just about. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up a Red Sox fan. So okay. to me, what that meant was you have high hopes during the season mm-hmm. And right towards the end, they find some way to just implode and fall apart and totally. fall short. Mm-hmm. So you get your hopes up, then you see them just dashed, mm-hmm. crushed, yeah, driven over by mm-hmm. a steamroller. And, mm-hmm. and you know, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. So people that are in their early twenties and younger have grown up with the Red Sox being winners. They have no <laughs> idea what it means to have this <laughs> sense of like hope and yeah, crush. Totally. Right. It's and, it's wild, and there is
1: something so powerful to the underdog narrative, right? Yeah,
0: but it, it's that it's that conditioning, mm-hmm. you know. And it, mm-hmm. it's so funny to me because it's it relates so much with what we talk about in yeah. therapy. You don't realize how much we're conditioned mm. by some of our experiences, and to bring it like all the way back because we tangented pretty hard there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's for Drew that conditioning of when something is unknown, something bad happens. Totally. And he's already kind of mm-hmm. worked in and in different places, said like, oh yeah, this is really exciting. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this baseball game was exciting. Yeah. Oh, this moment was exciting. Yeah. I didn't know this. And it's really cool to hear him talk about some interpersonal mm-hmm. relationships where the ones affecting him aren't just parents. Yeah. And how that is. Totally. Right.
1: Yeah. And the part where of course there's judgment it influences trust. Like, you know, it makes sense that we have to have some judgments in order to achieve safety in the world. Sure. And,
0: and that, that, it's okay. You can yeah, judge something. It's
1: okay to judge it. It's not saying like I'm judging this and therefore you are making a, a conclusion based on it, but right. you can make a judgment. Right. And I love I love the topic of trust in general because mm. he brings it back to his like no good people in LA and <laughs> which, you know, right. I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before. Right. But I think it was him who said this and not you, the phase one versus phase two people. Right. And I thought that was super cool because you get to know someone and you're opening yourself up to, hey, could there be some trust here? Right. And I always think about it as like old school Mario levels, like Huh. super mario brothers that first one that came out I oh yeah know. you can tell me the year
0: uh yeah. man do i remember the year let's uh, see maybe
1: like 85 my or guess something. would
0: be yeah, yeah i was yeah. i was in i think middle school okay. high school but, something like that okay. but i oh i remember it well yeah <laughs>
1: it doesn't matter but like you know how there was like the warp zone so like you could play like one 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 two and then warp to four, one. Oh yeah if
0: you went down the right pipe
1: totally but like yes. sometimes with trust, it's about playing all of one, one, and then playing all of one, two with someone and then going and playing all of one, three, right. As a way to see if their words are going to match their actions over time. That's kind of what I heard in his phase one to phase two. Like, what does it take for someone to have enough trust to move from phase one to phase two?
0: Yeah. It's funny that you, you bring up the Mario reference, (laughs) you know, I mean, there we go. You and I, with our references, we do it all the time, but that I, I remember it was really thrilling to find all the warp mm. zones, so you can like blast through, like and get all the way to the end. Yeah, and you know, with friends, there there was no internet, there was no posting it on social media, there wasn't social media. Oh. Social media was like talking at the lockers, you know. That's, that's what we <laughs> the did. The
1: community post board,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> right. So we go be like, oh yeah, did, did you get to the turtle level at three, two? Like <laughs> oh, you can get infinite lives. Yeah. yeah, but you don't need infinite lives. You can solve the whole thing on yeah. one life if you do these warp zones and there's a warp mm-hmm. zone there and that takes you to this one that goes here and that goes mm-hmm. there. What was really fun to be a part of is there was that contingency, mm-hmm. that contingent where we would... I'll try to get to the end as fast as we could.
1: Okay. Speed running.
0: Right. And then (laughs) once you did that, you would go back through Mm -hmm. every level and really want to savor it. And Mm -hmm. I'll throw down a reference to one of my all-time favorite movies, where if you haven't seen it, go see it, pause Mm -hmm. the podcast while we're almost done with today, but (laughs) right after this, go see this movie. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I love it it's a film called about time. Oh, you know
1: it? Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, from 2013. And it was probably one of my favorite movies in terms of how to live your life, Mm. how to do it well. Richard Curtis wrote and directed Mm. it. If you don't know who he is, look it up. I don't know films that well, so I'm going to (laughs) butcher it. But um, it was a shining example of how to live your life and how to savor Mm -hmm. the moments. And if you have the ability to travel through time and and do this, Mm -hmm. how would you want to do it? And you get to the place of reliving every moment over and Mm -hmm. over so that you do it, you know, the right way or how you want to do it. And then you get to the place of just going, let me just really fully be present for the moment and realize it's okay. Yeah, And it's okay. Not because I'm safe. It's Mm -hmm. okay because this is what it is. Totally. Period. Yeah to
1: throw the buddhist phrase at you it's radical acceptance it yep. just is what it is right. and like right be fully present and that's the moment
0: yep one of my one of my colleagues says what is is what ain't ain't and anything else is just window dressing
1: like, love
0: it yep mm. absolutely yeah. for drew he's he's realizing what is we're seeing him mm-hmm. allowing other people's what is is to be what they are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I can butcher grammar by making my point. (laughs) And and he's also looking at what isn't when he was talking about potential. Totally. Right. Can you also just see somebody for who they are and how they are now? Yeah. And if we're waiting around for a potential, may or may not happen. I don't know. I don't know that that's fair. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's up to him to make a decision of whether or not he wants to hurry up and wait.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And Y'all yeah. out there, you can hurry up and wait. We will be back next week. Could be Sasha, could be Meredith, could be my mom.
1: Oh, that'd be cool.
0: <laughs> I've been threatening that one. Uh, yeah. My mom loves the podcast. She's been listening to Drew and Sarah. Sarah's really interesting for her because yeah. she's like, she's done a lot of work with right? yeah. clients with cults mm-hmm. and, and abuse and multiple personalities, which Sarah doesn't have, but that's yeah her expertise mm-hmm. uh, was and- Oh man. Yeah. That, that might be fun to have her on a yeah. breakdown. That'd
1: that be would cool. be amazing. Right? Can we just say hi to Doug's mom right now? Oh, hi mom. Hi Doug's mom.
0: Guest yeah. caller. Caller, you're on the air. Go ahead, mom. Mom, <laughs> mom you there? Oh, she doesn't know how to work her AirPods. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so come on back. Thanks for sticking with us on the Patreon and we will, uh, I will talk to you next week. I don't know when you'll talk to them, but
1: who knows? But it's been lovely chatting. Oh, so. <laughs>
0: thanks, Sasha. I'll see you in five minutes. Okay.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye.